With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour two. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. Delighted to have you with me. The phone number 877 973 7425, should you wish to be on the program. Just as an aside on a programming note, real quick, I mentioned this in the first hour. Charlie has returned. Try not to say nice things about him on the radio. But my gosh, um, it is, it's good to have him here. The show just seems to function better with him here. I mean, Philip and I, we can keep the lights on and Jim keeps the board going. But uh, every once in a while when Charlie leaves, it kind of makes me feel like, you know, it's my company and it's my show, but I feel like the boss is gone. <laughs> now he's back to boss us around and the world is better because of it, I guess. I, I got to spend some time talking about the youth of America, the youths of America. We send our kids to a small Christian private school. It's a classical education school. So in elementary school, you learn Latin. Uh, it's the, the rhetoric school and the logic school. The logic school is the, is the lower school, the rhetoric school, the upper school. And essentially, they use the classical education model of You learn a lot of facts in elementary school. You memorize a ton of stuff. And uh, you get into middle school, you start taking um, more analytical classes and honing your writing. And then you get into high school and you're taking your logic class. Uh, You're learning how to do speech and debate and argue and make your case for all those facts you learned in elementary school, how to synthesize them and analyze them um, and and argue and debate. And uh, my kids are the two most argumentative, hard-headed kids on the planet. You know, when my wife and I got married, uh, I told her family we would have two children and name them after my wife's side of the family. Their names would be Stubborn and Ornery. Well, uh, we actually named them Evelyn and Gunner, but my gosh, are they stubborn and ornery. I got the two most hard-headed kids on the planet, and my son is like pridefully Uh, (laughs) hard-headed. I love them, but my gosh. Um, uh, But the the worst part about sending them to a classical education school is the logic class. And, and the, the, the speech and debate and, and arguing skills, good Lord, the, if they tell me one more time I've said a fallacy, I'm, I can't say what I'll do on here. Defects would show up. I just like, come on, I'm dad. Sometimes you just have to do this. Well, you're making an argument about authority, being the authoritarian figure. You're not actually being, I don't care, I'm dad. I say that to say we love our kids' school but they're a little bit too smart and hard-headed for their own good. And my daughter, you know, we went through a situation. She's a brilliant, y'all, I mean, my kid, I'm not making this up, is is such a good artist. She actually, as a kid, got disqualified from an art competition because she hand-drew something on an iPad, 
and they didn't think she at her level was capable of doing it and she wasn't there and they disqualified her and her teacher had to call her and say you got to you got to come show him proof of work and she had to go show him she hand drew something on an iPad and I'll be honest as her father I saw it and thought did you like put clip art together did you like copy these pieces off the internet and put them no she Andrew is gorgeous she actually wound up winning um statewide number first place with this thing that she did is like a 14 year old she's such a gifted artist they're they have created an art program for her at school and what does she want to do for a living she wants to be an engineer who makes missiles to fire at china one day my mother asked her what she was going to do with her art skills and she said she'd paint middle fingers on the rockets <laughs> But this school, we, we were concerned to a degree because it is classical education. It's very Christian. They have to take uh, classes on apologetics, and they've got to take a deep dive course in Romans and apologetics. We're actually trying to find a high school Bible teacher for the for the school right now. Um, if you're interested, let me know. Um, you got to be reformed, though. And it's, it's, they've got the very, but we were kind of concerned, like they're not doing common core, which we love, but schools these days that they use common core, um, are they being pushed enough? Is, is this classical education is going to fit in? Well, she wound up going to Georgia tech for a summer program. She was the only kid in this program who actually had the speech and debate skills to stand up in front of a group of professors at Georgia tech and make the presentation. All the kids would make her get up and do it. And she didn't have some of the computer programming that they had. She didn't have some of the advanced math and science classes or robotics classes that some of these kids had. But she was able to organize the classes and she was able to put people together. She was able to get the project done and she was able to articulate the project in a way that the other kids couldn't do it, even though some of them are from like the top high schools in the country. There was one kid goes to prestigious magnet school in Chicago who was in her group who just had no people skills whatsoever and was clearly brilliant when it came to math, but could not stand in front of a crowd and actually have a conversation, couldn't answer questions. It was kind of bizarre. And I say all this because there's this story in uh, NBC, and it's based on some polling data right now. And it, it is kind of alarming. Biden confirms, this is the headline. Don't get mad at me for the word choice. This is the headline at MSNB or at NBC. Biden confronts a quote unquote pissed off generation of young voters who may be decisive in 2024. One pollster sees flashing red signs on youth turnout as Gen Z and millennial voters who are not satisfied with either party could again play a decisive role in the next election. In 2020, Joe Biden scored a narrow electoral college victory with a decisive assist from young voters. But as the president looks beyond his first term, many young voters are not satisfied, presenting a fresh challenge as he heads into a likely rematch with former President Donald Trump in 2024. Biden faces little risk of losing young Americans to Trump, who is far less popular among Gen Z and millennials. But can the president harness their anger to turn out and push him over the top, or will they lack uh, will the lack of perceived progress cause them to stay home? First of all, anyone who's hedging their bets on a massive youth turnout is insane because we do this every two years, not four years, every two years. Oh, the young voters are going to turn out and help the Democrats. The young, young voters never show up in a meaningful percentage related to their percentage of the vote. 
You can say they pushed Joe Biden over the edge in 2020 because they showed up and didn't vote for Trump decisively, but it's not like they overwhelmed the polls. Young voters don't show up. And as they get older, young progressive voters become middle-aged moderate voters who become older conservative voters, and old people turn out more than young people. There's no static worldview among these people. But here's a problem. And and, this is a serious problem, and it's one that those of us who are parents of kids right now have to deal with. There is a growing perception, and there's a lot of data to suggest it as well, that your kids and mine will not inherit an America that is as prosperous, as successful, or provides as much opportunity to people as our present country does. Our land of opportunity is becoming a land of oligopoly where if you're not among the privileged elite, you can't really get ahead. It's a problem. And it's a problem that's got to be addressed because a lot of these young people are moving towards socialism and communism because they don't see a free market system working for them. And if we're really brutally honest here, we don't have a free market system in this country. The government, regardless of who's in power, liberals or conservatives, Progressives, Democrats, Republicans, populists, they're picking winners and losers. We used to have a fairly free market system where businesses were allowed to go bankrupt and collapse, and now we prop them up. David can't slay Goliath because we've surrounded Goliath with an army of regulators and lawyers. If David even gets close, he gets sued and put out of business and the stones get taken away. Your local Main Street bank The government's perfectly happy for it to collapse, but big banks, they get bailed out. Silicon Valley Bank, well-connected, politically influential group of people at Silicon Valley Bank who are Democrats, they get bailed out by the government. Your local community bank, well, screw you farmers. This is a problem. The system doesn't appear to be working for everybody. And when the system doesn't work for everybody, a portion of people who don't feel like the system is working for them, they get really mad. And what they do first is they become disaffected and they may fade away while the anger simmers. And then they come roaring back. And we're going to, at some point, see these Gen Z and younger millennial voters come roaring back to the polls, furious that they live in a company, in a company, they live in a country that promises hope and opportunity for everyone. And instead, it depends on the company you work for. It depends on your political ties. It depends on where you live in the country. It's a problem. Voters under 30 who've been the key to modern Democratic victories appear less likely to identify as Democrats instead of line as independents. Now, that's good for you and me. Worse for the Democrats, fewer young voters see politics as a meaningful way to create change. That's another good thing for us as these people stop being Democrats. But there's a problem. There's a fundamental problem in all of this. And that is at some point they do get mad and they do show up and they want radical solutions. And that's bad for us. We've got to, on our side, show them that our policies can benefit them. I I actually like George W. Bush. Not my favorite president, but I thought he did a pretty good job given the circumstances. Uh, he, He comes into office and within eight months of being elected president of the United States, the country goes to war over 9-11. And he spent most of his time on 9-11. One of the genius things he tried to do, blocked by Republicans, was privatize Social Security. 
We can have a lot of young people getting the real benefits from the free market system that we do have in this country through the stock market, benefiting their Social Security. And Republicans, not just Democrats, Republicans killed that initiative. And now more and more young people don't think they're going to have Social Security, and they're probably not unless we reform it. We used to live in a country where everyone kind of agreed there's no fixed pie. We can grow the pie. We grow the pie and everyone can get more pie. We live in a world now where the elite, particularly the progressive democratic elite, believe the pie is a fixed size and we can't make more pie, we can't make a bigger pie. We have a fixed small pie, and they want the younger people in the country to get less and less of a share of it. And they use the government to block the innovators and the entrepreneurs. They send your kids to school now not to be educated, but to be indoctrinated into gender unicorns. And the young people are starting to get very angry about it. The boomers can't let go of power and are not doing very good with the power they have. And the young people are feeling left behind. They're angry and they may sit out the election in 2024. Now that's good for you and me because a lot of young people, they do vote to the left, but eventually they become radicalized and angry. We live in a nation where you and I, our parents knew if you're in your thirties and older, your parents knew that you would probably live in a country better and more prosperous than the one they were in. But if you're in your 40s and 50s and you have kids in their teens and 20s, you live in a world where it's increasingly likely your kids won't live in a good, thriving economic place because the decisions of our political leaders have decided they got to stop growing the pie for climate change and a host of other reasons. They got to stop providing wealth and opportunity for the coming generations. They are less likely to be meaningfully employed when they get out of college. They are overwhelmingly likely to have high student loan debt. They are overwhelmingly likely to have to stay home with their families or live with their parents, all of these things. And these are the economic decision-making choices of the boomers who are in charge in Washington, D.C., bringing this to people. And it's going to eventually cause a backlash conservatives would be very wise to figure out how to navigate this issue and lure these young people to our side. And there is hope. You know, younger men are increasingly becoming conservative. Young women are increasingly becoming more liberal, but young men increasingly becoming conservative. And when they enter into organizations and in groups where they can date and find a partner and get married, they tend to make that person more conservative. Even as they may moderate somewhat, the person they marry, the woman they marry, tends to be more moderate and move to conservatism. That's a good thing. Marriage is a stabilizing institution. Conservatives should be able to weave all of these data points together to be able to blast the economic, cultural, and social agenda of the left and win these votes for themselves if they just put their mind to doing it and actually have a messenger who can articulate that message. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. Your calls are welcome. 877-973-7425. Yeah, you've probably heard about uh, Vivek uh, Vivashrami. Um, you know he'll be at the gathering. Doug Burgum and Vivek Ramaswamy are essentially incentivizing donations. Now, Vivek has raised enough money 
to get on the debate stage. The Republicans decided they were going to essentially copy what the Democrats have done in the past for their debate stage. You, it wasn't a bad idea just because the Democrats came up with it. Essentially, you had to show that you had raised, I want to say, 40,000 small-dollar donors. That is, you had uh, 40,000 people who gave you money, small dollars, not the massive, massive contributions uh, to super PACs, but to your campaign. You had to have 40,000 unique donors to get on a debate stage for the first debate, and it'll be an escalating scale that goes up. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has gotten there. Doug Burgum has not. Uh, so Vivek has come up with this idea now. He's going to give you 10% of any money you raise. So if people co- if people donate to his campaign because of you, you get 10% of their money. I don't know exactly how it's going to work. The lawyers said it was legal. Some lawyers think it's going to cause Federal Election Commission problems for the people. I don't actually think it will. So if you bundle money, bundling is you and a group of people, you pull your money together and you give it as individual donations, but you've collected it from people. That's called a bundler. But the bundling disclosure rules only apply if you're also a registered lobbyist. So I think legally he's on on sound ground but it could cause complications for reporting requirements. Burgum is also on legally sound ground. If you give him a dollar, he's going to give you a $20 gift card. You give Doug Burgum a dollar, he's going to give you a $20 gift card. This is all a ploy to get him on a debate stage because he's going to have 40,000 donors. Now, it looks like uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Ron DeSantis, and Donald Trump uh, have cleared the threshold. I think I read this morning that um, that um, Chris Christie has as well. We'll see. Right now, let me tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. The three-pack is back. You can get three of them for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. What you do is you go to EdenPureDeals.com and you put in the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Uh, and you'll see the Eden Pure three pack. Put it in your cart. Check out the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It's an air purifier and it's an odor eater. It eliminates odors. It's not like an essential oil or something that just masks the odor. It wipes out the odor. So you get a dead animal on the wall. That's my favorite example of late uh, that I know people use it for. Or smoky odors in a rental car or something. You can plug it up with a USB cord or you can plug it into a wall. It's small, it's very portable. Hold it in your hand and let it wipe out odors. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, get three of them for less than $200. Hello there, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If and you want to be on the program, you're more than welcome to be on the program. I would be happy to have you. But we also have to move on to other news. I, I want to play for you an ad. Uh, It's a YouTube ad and it's put out in Iowa. Um, A lot of people are wondering, how do you persuade people to vote for someone other than Donald Trump? Republicans have that problem. And I've talked to a lot of the campaigns and the campaigns, it's, it's just, it's very fascinating to me that all the campaigns are privately of the mind that the only person who can do anything is DeSantis, that he's got the money and the name ID to be able to do it. There's some level of frustration. They don't feel like he's doing it. I think the DeSantis campaign is trying to figure out how to do it. This is from a PAC in Iowa related to the DeSantis campaign. Now, 
I, I understand the sensitivities involved. This is, this is not a segment attacking Donald Trump. But this is a segment on, for those of you who are wondering how best to go about persuading someone, I've said all along, the Chris Christie attacks on Trump, that sort of stuff is not going to be effective. I mean, people know the attacks. That that helps Donald Trump. you, you got to persuade people, though, that maybe it's time to go in a different direction. This ad has hit uh, the airwaves in Iowa. The ad is simply titled John, and it's an interview with a Trump voter. I'm not really a fan of what's going on right now. I mean, the Democrats are just unbelievable. It's a mess. It's a, it's a hot mess. I love Donald Trump. I love what he did. Once he got in, my thought it was a breath of fresh air. He was attacked in all the time, and it seemed like, you know, it just seemed nonstop. The drama, it affected my family. I mean, you know, with my own sister. I didn't get invited to her Thanksgiving after a while. He's got so many distractions. The constant fighting, something every day. And I'm not sure he can focus on moving the country forward. The election is really important because we're going in the wrong direction. I mean, we definitely need somebody that can freaking win. I think you'd probably lose that bet if you voted for Trump. You want somebody that's smart, who actually knows how to build teams to solve issues, focus on the issues that really need to be fixed. When a backpack is responsible for the content of this ad. Um, I, look, I, I think that's kind of the way you go. I think you have to. Look, every one of the Republican candidates running has flaws. All of them, including Donald Trump, has got flaws. Uh, Trump yesterday was interviewed in Nevada and asked, uh, the question was, you've, you lost Nevada in 2016 and in 2020. Uh, how do you plan on winning Nevada in 2024? And his response was, I think I won the last time. I think I won both times by a lot. This is a state that is disgraceful. You know, we sued on the basis of they robbed the vote at a level. We had a lawsuit that was so good and the judge didn't want to see it. He didn't even want to see it. Um, uh, I don't. Uh, th- this is the actual question, just just so you know. Um, so let's talk Nevada. Governor Lombardo lost Clark County by six points. He lost Washoe County by two points, yet he still won the governorship. Additionally, he's recently signed legislation that awards $25 million to the Culinary Union. The Nevada GOP believes that the money is going to be used for ballot harvesting. Proponents claim it's going to be used for a capital improvement project that hasn't been identified. A GOP presidential candidate hasn't won Nevada since 2004. You lost Nevada twice. How do you win Nevada? I think I won the last time. I think I won both times by a lot. This is a state that is disgraceful. I I don't think that's going to win you Nevada. But the other candidates have problems as well. Listen, I, I, you know, I've invited Chris Christie to the gathering in August. Chris Christie wants to be on a debate stage attacking Donald Trump. I don't think attacks help against Donald Trump. I think there's a persuasion case. That's why I like that that ad called John. That for as much good as Donald Trump did as president, the reality is. There are a lot of distractions for him right now. 
for all the money he raises to run for president, a lot of it's got to go to pay his lawyers now because of all these indictments. And Fannie Willis, the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, is meeting with her grand jury today to try to get them to indict Donald Trump. That, that'll be a third one. I, I, By the way, I do think these these indictments have a half-life. I think that the, the first one, that Alvin Bragg stupid lawsuit in New York, and it, by the way, even the Democrats believe that's a crap indictment. That That rallied people around him. You didn't get as much rallying around the second one. I think you'll get even less around the third, even less around the fourth. But you'll still have some. The other candidates, though, how do you raise money? There, So there's a resurgent look at Nikki Haley right now. The New York Post is uh, running a big story on Nikki Haley. She's getting her time in the spotlight, which is good. I'm a friend of hers. I like Nikki Haley. I went to her announcement. My daughter and I went and sat with her family at her announcement. Nikki Haley, fantastic candidate. Nikki Haley would be a fantastic president of the United States. She's been able to raise $7 million, I think it was, in the last term. Now, granted, it's less than DeSantis, it's less than Trump, but she's polling in single digits and raised a pile of money. Good for her. Nikki Haley, I'm, I'm trying to get the exact number here. Um, but, uh, but uh, yep, 7.3 million dollars and then there's even more when you add in her super PAC 16 million dollars total that's good she's going to get a second look tim scott as well he's going to get a second look the problem for scott and haley frankly is that they're both from south carolina and south carolina is going to be a big state to win and the two of them dividing it up uh, makes it more likely that a, a Donald Trump gets South Carolina's winner-take-all numbers. And then the DeSantis campaign comes in, and the three of them divide it up, in addition to all the other people. Everybody's got to find a path forward. Chris Christie says that path goes through Donald Trump. Yeah, it does, but how do you go through Donald Trump? I think you got to do like what this ad does with John and say he did a lot of good. I voted for him. But we got to go a different path to beat Biden. I mean, the ultimate issue here is every election. Like, I stopped saying this. I used to be one of these people who says, oh, this is the most important election of our lifetimes. If we don't win this election, it's over. I, I used to be one of those people. And then I finally started, you know, this is needlessly hysterical. The The country has not come to an end after, after the election, so we survived Obama. We will survive Joe Biden. I was talking to a friend last night who said, honestly, I think the country's lost. Uh, he's a DeSantis guy. He says, I think the country's lost. And I think Ron is smart enough and strategic enough uh, and, and knows how to fight the deep state in a way I thought Trump did and he didn't. I'm going to go for DeSantis, but otherwise I would just sit home and bunker down and Wait for the end to come. Uh, there's a pessimism that's set in with people. And I do think that's one of the things that all the candidates have to understand is, is you got to meet the voters where they are. And there are a lot of pessimistic, angry voters right now who think this country is moving further and further away. I tend to not agree overall, but I understand the underlying parts of it, and I do agree in part particularly when you look at how the deck is stacked against small businesses in this country right now and how you as a parent, if you want your kid to go to get good education, you listening to me right now, if you are a grown-up who owns property, 
you are paying for the public school systems of America. And what are you getting as a return on that investment? A school that tells your children about gender unicorns instead of the alphabet, who focuses on the alphabet gang instead of reading and writing, that doesn't teach your children math because math is suddenly racist. This is what you get with your investment in public education in this country right now. You have to spend additional money. You're already paying for the public school system, and you got to send your kid to private school or give up your job and stay home and educate your kid through homeschooling to get your kid a good education because the public schools of America collectively are failing. That's not to say there aren't some good public schools and charter schools. There are when they're open in the South. We got a situation here in in Cobb County, Georgia. That's a northwestern suburb of Atlanta where a teacher is being disciplined for reading her kids one of those, those woke transgender books. And it's amazing to watch the, the newspaper in Atlanta, uh, the AJC, and, and, and the loud voices in the city come out and defend the teacher for reading the kids a, a, a book that essentially indoctrinates them on transgenderism as opposed to just reading a book. There are plenty of books to read that didn't even touch on, on the alphabet gang and the gender unicorn, but uh, God forbid you read one of those books. The media is lionizing this teacher. The media is on their side, and people feel the deck stacked against them. If you're a small business owner in this country, you know the burdens you got to go through. You're trying to compete, particularly if you're selling goods. You're competing with the big stores, the big boxes. You're competing with the Amazons, uh, and and you're 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 struggling. The regulatory game benefits the big guys, not you. The tax code benefits the big guys, not you. All this, you know, I think about this, this isn't an ad, um, but I think about, you know, I, I do ads for Vision Computer. This is a small company in Georgia that has, I mean, it punches above its weight. They've segmented themselves with fantastic customer service for people, whether it's uh, for businesses, you need a computer, you need a good IT department and you can't afford an IT department, they kind of serve as it. Uh, they can help your employees. They can build it for your home and stuff. You're not going to the big box stores. They're competing against the big box stores. They're competing against the the big companies online that'll build computers. And they've had to segment themselves with great customer service. But think about that as a small business, the regulatory structure, the the the, the rules on shipping, all, all the, the economies of scale that come from the big versus the small. And and they're they're up against all that. They're fighting back, punching above their weight. And they're not alone. It's so many small businesses around the country are in the same spot. And the government doesn't care, particularly the Democrats. The Democrats give lip service to you shopping local on Main Street, but they're the ones who get the money from the CEOs. Look at who gives Elizabeth Warren money. She gives all this lip service to populist socialism and that's good for small businesses. She's getting all sorts of money from the major elite in this country. My buddy Ben Dominich has a piece over at uh, The Spectator. He's pointing out Jimmy Kimmel has some $7 million fly fishing lodge in Idaho, and he had a bunch of celebrities out at his place. Jennifer Aniston was there, uh, Kristen Bell, Jake uh, Jake Tapper from CNN was there, and Jimmy Kimmel, a bunch of actors and actresses. And so Ben Dominich's point is a lot of the people 
in the picture at that dinner table at Jimmy Kimmel's house freak out about the spectacle of Donald Trump at a UFC fight in Nevada. None of you care about these people having dinner at Jimmy Kimmel's house, but the people who are having dinner at Jimmy Kimmel's house care very much that you wanted to watch a UFC fight where Donald Trump was, and they think that's bad. You don't care about these people, but you live rent-free in their head. Donald Trump lives rent-free in their head. The, the Republicans live rent-free in their head, and they want to control your access. They want to control your lives. These are resonant messages with more Americans than just Trump voters. There are messages to be had here. Just right now, all of these candidates for the GP, they're kind of struggling with how to get a message out, a consistent message that, that strings together the cost of living, the cost of wokeism, the cost of these things together. Uh, maybe one of them will hit on it. Donald Trump has been the best messenger so far on these issues, despite all of his flaws. But all these candidates are out there just trying to think of external forces that might stop Donald Trump. I don't think you can rely on external forces. I think you got to do something like this add on John, a, a Trump voter who's like, I think it's time we got to beat Biden. We need to move on. I love the man, but he's too distracted by all these external issues. We got to move on. I, I, There's a message there. All of these candidates are going to get a second look. Nikki Haley is, Mike Pence is, Tim Scott is, even eventually Ron DeSantis is. But when the second look comes, will they be ready with a unified message to be able to persuade people to beat Joe Biden? You need them. I don't know that they will, but they need to get ready. They got a debate coming. They got a month. People are really going to start paying attention once their kids get back in school, and that time is coming. It's time to prepare. Now, speaking of Vision Computer, this is this is where I tell you about them individually. Listen, as I explained to them, they're a small business that punch above their weight. You don't have to go to a big box store and get a computer off the shelf. You can let Vision Computer build you the computer you need, but also the computer you want, and then they can be your tech support. So whether it's you or your employees, you can call Vision, they can call Vision, and say, I got a computer problem, and Vision can fix the problem. If you don't have Vision Computer, and you're in search of tech support, good, reliable tech support, for a small annual fee, they'll become your tech support, even if you didn't get your computer from them. If you're a mom or dad and you need a computer for the house, for the kids, for yourself, let Vision build you the computer. You'll save money. You'll get their world-class tech support. All you have to do is go to visioncomputers.com, visioncomputers.com, or call them at 404-COMPUTE. If you call them at 404-COMPUTE, you can ask them about the Eric Erickson special. You don't even get that on the website. Just call them, 404-COMPUTE. See how quick they answer the phone. They do that with tech support as well. Great company, great computers, great tech service. It's their customer service that sets them apart. Visioncomputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. All right, Republicans, I'm encouraged. Uh, Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, has put out this video this morning. Hey, it's Governor Glenn Youngkin. We're making Virginia the best place to live, work, and raise a family. And to take us to the next level, I need your early vote this year. We can't go into our elections down thousands of votes. And you can secure your vote before election day. Join the permanent absentee list or make a plan to vote early by mail or in person. We've made it easy to do at secureyourvotevirginia.com. It's time to go to work. Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia echoing this. Uh, Republicans, you've got to get on board early voting. You used to win the early vote. You used to win the absentee vote. And about a decade ago, you stopped engaging, and now Donald Trump is vehemently opposed to early voting and absentee voting. 
uh, says he wants to devote no time or energy to the early vote. He wants people to show up on election day. You will lose if you do that. You've got to win the early vote. You have got to show up early. Uh, Glenn Youngkin has a big legislative election this year in Virginia for their state Senate. They want to win the state Senate. The Virginia Democrats in their primaries went far wackadoo left. I mean, seriously, socialist left in a lot of districts. Uh, And uh, the Republicans using that to their advantage and now doing early voting good. More early voting, please, please. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.